Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Nikki. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. Yes, ma'am. We are the podcast that breaks down some of the best and worst movies you can find on streaming services. Yep. And you can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Um, We've got sponsors like Loot Crate and also Blue Apron. Really? Blue Apron is finally sponsoring us? Yeah. I love those things. Like, I know. I did HelloFresh for a while, but I'll switch to Blue Apron. <laughs> right? <laughs> so. If they're giving us love, I can give love back. Right? All right. So this week, we are diving into Dreamhouse. Yes. With Daniel Craig, Rachel Weisz, uh, Naomi Watts, Elias Cotillas. Like, there's just a whole bunch of people yeah. that I've seen in a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. So shall we dive into the breakdown? Yeah, let's do it. First impressions. So, I mean, I saw this movie long, you know, probably whenever it first came out, like in 2011. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was okay? It was all right. I was actually happily deceived. Yeah. Because it, it, I hadn't seen it before. Okay. That I can remember. I should say that because yeah. I watched a, so much crap. <laughs> this is something that probably just fell off my radar. If right. I had seen it. Um, but I went into it and it starts playing through and it starts kind of a slow burn and you think, it's okay, it's like a stalker thriller. Some right. crazy dude's running around trying to hurt this family. Right. And then it turns into this, oh, he's the crazy dude mm-hmm. who's running around and, like, he's hallucinating his dead family that he murdered. Right. Okay. And then it turns into a ghost story at the end. Right. Exactly. And it's like, wait, all right, cool. I can I can get on board yeah. for that. Because it's turns I didn't see coming. Usually there's just one big, like, right. twist. Right. And this, he threw a couple extra ones in there. I can appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, so I found this on, um, Amazon and it was a rental. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Hulu. And you can also find it on Hulu, but you have to have like the stars add on. Right. Right. And of course everything's on Google play. Yeah. Um, so opening scenes, Mm -hmm. it was just this really awkward goodbye at the office. Yeah. Did you kind of pick up on that? Yeah, it was. (laughs) And yeah, so it basically, it shows him. It looks like he's, I think he's supposed to be like an editor or like a publisher. Publi- I thought editor yeah. too, but yeah. um, the descriptions that I read okay. after the movie, a couple of them said publisher. Yeah. Which I think it's kind of so, the same thing. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So sure enough, you know, it's basically, his name is Will uh, Aiderton. Aitenton. Aitenton, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it looks like he's saying goodbye. They're having, like, this office party for him. Cause there's, he's... like, this send-off. Some other lady's moving into his office. Right. Like, there's a whole thing. Yeah. And so, and I was thinking to myself, damn, like, yeah, they, they're not kidding whenever it's time to go. Because, like... All these people mm-hmm. came in and, like, started taking shit down, like, you know. Yeah, they're just, like, taking stuff off. Yeah. Of, yeah, whatever he left is, like, going in the garbage and the new lady's moving out. Yeah, in. which is, like, I, I always thought that they just, you know, waited until, like, the next day to do Oh, no. That. That's corporate office, baby. I guess. Corporate assholes don't wait for nothing. But see, like... I just, because it would have been one thing if he had been, like, fired, because, yeah, they want to get you out, you know, as soon as possible. But if you got the feeling that, like, this is him leaving is, yeah. like, a good thing. He's, like, moving on to yeah. something else type situation. Well, and they showed, it was, like, a drawing, and it, it said, you know, Dad's Dream House on there, that one yeah. of the little girls. Exactly. You know, and so. And it's in this book that he keeps coming back to. Right. And it's, like, it's a journal, basically, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Which does play up to it later. But it they does. paid a lot of attention to all of these side characters that I thought we just weren't going to see again. Right, yeah. But because they got attention, I'm like, okay, they're going to pop back up somewhere. Right, and they do. So They do. 
But so yeah. you do find out he is a family man. He's mm-hmm. got a wife and two girls. Yep. And they're just like the big happy family. So you know shit's going to ruin Oh, it. of course. Um, But they are in this... Basically what it boils down to is he left his job to write his novel. Right. You know, editor wants to finally write his own novel. Yeah. And they've gone out and bought this rundown house and they're doing all of these renovations. Which, can we really call it a dream house if it's a rundown house that you have to do a lot of work on? Well, you make it into your dream house if you're having to put the work in. I it. guess. But to me, a dream house is like, that shit's already done. You just pay for it but and move in. But here's the thing. <laughs> we'll get to it later. Okay. I don't want to go too far ahead yeah. of what we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, they're basically, they're patching up this old house. Right. They've got um, all kinds of stuff going on. There's like a, oh, what is it? Like an old style baby carriage, like yeah. in the basement. You see that fairly yeah. early on too. So this house has been around for a while. Right. Well, and so he leaves the office and everything mm-hmm. and gets on a train, um, ends up getting, for some reason, picked up, which I thought was kind of weird. He gets picked up by his realtor. And I then, thought that was a little odd too. Yeah. That's what makes me think, okay, he hasn't really been to the new house. Right. So I can kind of get that because like, yeah. if he stayed behind to wrap up, his job, job and, and other like stuff. sell their house right. in New York before they went to this other place. I yeah. can kind of get that, but why wouldn't his wife and daughter exactly. be the ones to pick him up? Yeah, but we do. She picks him up. She drives him to the house, and that's where we meet Libby. Yep, which is his wife, who's played by Rachel Weisz. Yep. Um, we find out his name is Will uh, Will Atington, mm-hmm. and he's played. He's Daniel Craig's character, right? Um. And I just think it's awesome. This is the movie where they met. I know. They're married in real life. I, I think know. they have a couple of kids now. Uh, Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have at least one. I stole one of your, hey, this is awesome trivia facts. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Um, uh, but we meet Libby. She's on the phone. And they have kind of this playful relationship because yeah. he starts lobbing snowballs at her. Right. While she's kind of getting on to him for being late from the train. Exactly. And then he goes in and, you know, they're talking. You meet talk- the girls. You meet the girls. But it was kind of cute, too, because they were also hiding. Because, you know, the wife is like, oh, you know, yeah, they're already in bed, you know, when it's obvious that they're under, like, this Mm -hmm. blanket or whatever. So it really tells you, like, they're young daughters. Oh, yeah. (coughs) And, well, and you can hear them, like, laughing and giggling and, Mm -hmm. you know. They found some of the cutest kids. They're actually, and they're sisters in real life. I saw that, too. Yep. (laughs) I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they are cute. Next day, we find out the neighbor's ex-husband is a jerk. Oh, yeah. So, Naomi Watts is playing a neighbor. Mm-hmm. She has a daughter, Chloe, who at this point looks like she's about 13. Right. And her ex-husband, I'm just going to call him Mr. Douchebag. Yeah, he that's is just the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Is picking up the daughter, and she's like, hey, can you know, just remember, have her back by nine. Like, no venom. Right. No hateful, but he just comes back hateful tone exactly doesn't want to deal with her like this is a sore spot for him this divorce ended in contention oh yeah and will's outside and he's watching it and he hears it and he hears everything and yeah the douchebag dad or whatever you know speeds off Mm -hmm. basically and gives him a dirty look as he's Mm -hmm. leaving so it's like you've not even met this dude as far as we know yeah exactly so why are you being a douchebag already yeah is that just how you are on a daily basis what's right Um, we go back into the house from there, and Libby is sanding down door frames because she's painting everything. Oh, yeah. Well, she had, like, yeah. these really pretty flowers going up the wall. Yeah. The kids had been drawing them on paper on the floor. Mm-hmm. And... She comes across, uh, some birth dates that yeah, were on... Yeah, birth 
yeah. marks on the door frame. Yep. And it's B and K. Right. And they decide, well, we'll just leave those there. You yeah, know, it's she fine. liked them. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, it's a part of the house. So right. I can appreciate that Libby appreciates the history in a house that she's moved into. Yeah, unlike us, man. We painted over that shit. <laughs> well, the kid that <laughs> lived here before you guys moved in kept writing his name on the wall. Like, yeah, he kept friggin' graffiti. I know. Well, he also kept misspelling his name, which was hilarious. <laughs> No, but in the hallway, though, yeah, sure enough, there, I don't even know, since this house is old, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know really if it was his marks, or it could have been another kid from years past, mm-hmm. but yeah, sure enough, though, there were marks uh, on the hallway, like, arch area of, um, oh. <laughs> for height and whatnot, but yeah, we painted okay, over that. that. Be, yeah, I mean, that kind of thing is kind of cute, yeah. but. Yeah, but um, we were like, nope, psh- you know, you know and over that. they make a real point to say that it's not their girl's right. growth mark, right. like chart, because the initials are B, and then the other one is K. Mm-hmm. The girls' names are Trish, who's the older daughter, and right. Dee, who's the younger one. Exactly. Um, it kind of flows into like that evening. That I guess they've already had dinner. They're just kind of winding yeah. down for the night, and the little one says she sees a man in the window. Right. So that's your first hint that something's not quite right. Exactly. So. And, you know, he you know, knows the twigs or, you know, no, they settle on it's your reflection. Right. Because that, she flipped the light on. They usually, yeah, they do like the parent thing where, oh, you know, it's nothing. It's, and like you said, oh, it's just the reflection. Yeah. It's, you know, nothing, you know, nothing's out there. Yeah. But the little girl still, you know, there was a man. Like, yeah. She's adamant about that. Yeah. Yep. The next day, I thought this was kind of interesting. And this is what really lent credence for me to the whole someone stalking the family. Right. Because he's walking around making outside repairs to the house. Mm-hmm. And he sees fresh snow, but somebody else's footprints are already there. Right. And they go, like, around the house. And where they stop is the window where the, girls the guy could have yeah. been looking in and watching the kids. Right. So that's Yeah, creepy. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> That night, Will hears someone downstairs, mm-hmm. and it's someone's in the house. Like, he hears the thumping and the banging and all of that right. stuff. Right. Goes into the basement, which, of course, it is. Yeah. Because that's where all of the bad stuff happens. Exactly. There's, like, 20 kids in there. Yeah, they're all these little goth brats. <laughs> which, I was... Who wear more eyeliner than I do. Right. That's just it. There's, like, 20, like you said, goth kids that scatter. Mm-hmm. It's, like, high school kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And But he sees, like, all there's graffiti all over the walls in they there. They wear all these candles. candles. They put up all these dolls Creepy-ass dolls. Yeah. All that yeah. kind of stuff. So, of course, he chases after the kids. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's whenever he... Because, yeah, they take off, of course. Well, because yeah. Because this is just them sitting around scaring themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And that's when he finds out that the family that had lived there before was murdered in the house. Yeah, because he catches one of the girls and he kind of gets on to her. Mm-hmm. You know, what the hell are you doing in my house? Right. She's like, we didn't know anybody lived here. Yeah. And then one of the... Boys. I guess, like, the ringleader was yeah. like, he's back, he's back. And he keeps staring at Will Aitenton. Right. And you're like, wait. It. Yeah, it's like, okay. And that's like, okay, or he, I figured the kid was just trying to be creepy as hell. Right, right. Because he's, you know, a jerk. But yeah. whatever. And so, yeah, that's whenever he finds out that the whole family had been murdered in the house. Mm-hmm. Which, 
Wouldn't the okay? Wouldn't the real estate agent have had to say that? Not all. I actually googled it. Oh, you not did? <laughs> all states have full disclosure when it comes to reality. Oh, that's creepy. So they don't have to mention if somebody died in the house. Ugh. Okay. Texas does. We are in Texas. If right. somebody is like murdered violently, they're supposed to tell you. As opposed, wait, as opposed I, to murdered nicely. <laughs> Sorry. Um, as opposed to, well, I mean, like, someone died, they're either murdered or they died of natural right. causes in the house. That's right. what I'm getting at. Um, but if we're talking strictly from a ghost story perspective, yeah. most people who die of a heart attack don't linger when it comes to the horror movies. It's right. always the horribly murdered people. Yeah. <laughs> or the nicely murdered people that well, okay. hang out. Going back to this movie, though, mm-hmm. when you buy a house... I'm sorry, like, wouldn't you have gone down to the basement a while ago and seen all that crap down there? I don't know, because later on in the movie, they find another room that they didn't know was there. Well, like, but that was kind of like a hidden room, though. Like, the basement's just the basement. You know? Like... That's true, but it, there was almost like a basement area and then a door to, like, a cold room. I guess. So there's almost like but... a second mudroom in the house coming in from the basement. I'm just saying, if I'm if I'm buying a house, I'm checking all the rooms. Right. And if they would have done that, he would have seen the graffiti all over the walls, plus these creepy-ass dolls everywhere. Well, here's the thing. We're going to get into it later. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really been living there the past five years. Well, you just ruined it. So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we end up finding out, because uh, he starts digging around about the whole murdered family thing, because it's right. bothering him Well, now. of course, yeah. And... He goes to talk to... Uh, the police officer sitting in the diner. Right. And they're, oh, you know, it's Peter Ward is the mm-hmm. name of the guy that uh, he finds out first off. The father survived. The right. father did it. And his name is Peter Ward from right. the cops. And then that's whenever he starts starts bleh, starts to search and finds out that Peter Ward's, like, not in prison, but he was he in. He like, a psych ward. Right. And, um. But he also, doesn't he also go and talk to uh, Naomi Watts' character, Anne? He does, but not just yet. Okay, sorry. Um, so far, they the only interaction they've had is just when the he cops. watched the handoff. Okay. Between Anne and Jack. Okay. So when he gets home, uh, Libby and the girls are both curled up on the couch, mm-hmm. and the girls have been crying. The girls have been upset. She's a little teary eyed. Right. And she's mad because apparently the girls heard. Chloe, who is Anne's daughter. That's right. Talking on her phone and saying everyone who lives in the house dies. Right. So now they're scared. So he goes across the street to talk to Anne. Yeah. She is incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. She is cold. on edge. She is cold. Does not want to have anything to talk to him well, about. And nothing. at first, well, that and Chloe actually answered first. And you could tell she was freaked out. She was very freaked out by him knocking on the door. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. she kept calling for her mom. And then, like you said, just the interaction interaction between Anne and uh, Will. It was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did not really want to answer any questions. Yeah. She basically opened the door and then got out of the conversation as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I'll talk to my daughter and, yeah. you know, sorry about all that. And something comes up where he finds out it's the fifth anniversary of the murders during this conversation. I think he actually asked, were you the ones that put the flowers on, on our doorstep? Not yet. Oh. Close, but Close. not yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I take notes. Otherwise, uh-huh. we'd be all over the place. Um, She says something about 
And it's the one that told him it's the fifth anniversary. That's right. So he goes back to his house after, you know, hey, can you kindly ask your daughter right. to watch what she says? My girls are like five and seven. Yeah. Well, when he starts talking about his daughters, mm-hmm. she's like, okay, we're done. And she yeah. like shuts the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, no. So initially watching this, I'm like, well, that's kind of Yeah. Odd. She just comes across as like a bitch, mm-hmm. to be honest. Just this timid, scared woman who yeah. doesn't want to have anything to do with them. Right. When he goes back over, he finds out Libby has found all of the goth stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're looking through it, and they're creeped out, and they're uncomfortable. Well, he was trying see... Well, he was trying to get rid of all the graffiti, and she came down. Yeah. And then that's when she sees all the other stuff. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. he's trying to get rid of it. Then they're together upstairs... And she's pointing out the window. She's like, what is that? Yeah. And you see this. I didn't see it until the guy moved, but there was a dude standing out in their yard Mm -hmm. looking into the house. Yeah. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, Peter Ward is nuts and he's going to try and kill this whole family. Yeah, exactly. So they run outside. Basically, they try to chase him down. I don't think they ever got close to him, did they? Mm, I don't think so, no. Yeah. He was chasing, yeah, he was chasing down, trying to chase down the guy mm-hmm. while Libby was in the house. And I'm... Which, something I found interesting, mm-hmm. and it didn't occur to me until after I watched this movie. She can't leave the house. Libby and the girls never leave the house. That's true. You never even see the girls outside, and Libby That's never true. makes it any further than the porch. That's true. Yeah. Um, but as he's chasing this guy down, he looks down, and it's the footprints mm-hmm. that were outside his house a couple days prior. Right. The ones that kind of creeped out, which means he's been watching this family for exactly. a while. And they end up calling the cops. I think they called the cops later during the car scene. That's what it was. Okay. I know. It took me a second, too. I was trying to remember. Yeah. Um, the next morning, uh, they can't find the girls. Right. They're not in bed. They're not downstairs. They're not in the yard. And Libby's freaking out. Of course. Will is trying to, like, keep calm and composure, but right. he's worried. And that's when they realize the girls have found a playroom hidden behind the wall of their closet. Exactly. And they go in, you know, which I thought was weird because the older daughter <laughs> said that she, like, fell through the wall. How does that even happen in your closet? Yeah. I don't know. I don't um, know either. But, yeah, so she fell through the wall and there was this playroom. and Dolls, tea do- sets, right. all kinds of stuff like that. Well, and here's the thing, though. They found one one toy that said Beatrice on there. Yeah. And then they found the other one that said Catherine. Yeah, the uh, they found a book that was Catherine's and some toy that was yeah, like Beatrice. Yeah, Beatrice. Yeah. Um, so and that's the- when it occurs to him... That's Peter Ward's daughters. Right. Yeah. So, from there, everyone kind of, you know, dissipates. You know, they play with the girls for a few minutes, and then everybody kind of does their own thing. Right. And Anne brings over Stu because she felt bad for how their encounter went when she, he came over to talk to her about the cell phone thing. Yeah. And she's incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Well, because I think he called for his wife. He, you know, hey, yeah. Libby, come down and, you and know. Meet the new neighbor. Right. Kind of thing. And, of course, she doesn't. Right. And she's upstairs. Um, she sees something that disturbs her upstairs. That's right. So she stays upstairs. Right. And as soon as he's, like, you know, chatting with her, calling for Libby, all of a sudden Anne is like, okay, we're done. Yeah, I have Again, to go. She's like, I gotta go. This ain't working out. Deuces, dude. So, um, yeah, so he goes back upstairs basically to find out, well, why didn't she come down and, you know, say hi mm-hmm. to the neighbor? 
And she points out, because she was doing some spackling on the walls, and she points mm-hmm. out that this is where the mother di- died. You know, died. Because they saw the diagram from like mm-hmm. an old newspaper clipping when they were going through all the golf kids. Right. And so this is where the mother died, and then this is where the two girls were dead, you know, mm-hmm. found. And, and at some point they had come up that he shot the... You know, he shot the littlest one in the back. Right. Was said at some point. Yeah. And um, basically what she had found was the bullet holes. Yeah. That, you know, went through the wall. Yeah. And it, it threw her. It mm-hmm. really did. It threw her for a loop. She didn't quite know. Well, yeah. I'd be, proceed with I'd that. be, you know, pretty freaked out. I'd be out. freaked the hell out, too. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. So, Wills figures, okay, this dude is hanging around our house. Peter Ward isn't dead. He's supposed to be in a hospital. Right. I'm going to go check on that. Yeah. So he goes, it's almost not a clinic at that point. The place he goes is like a halfway house of yeah, some kind. Yeah, it is like a halfway house. Something like that. So, and yeah. he sees Peter Ward's name on one of the little mailboxes. I like the, the receptionist lady, though. Where she's like, they're not patients, they're clients. And he was like, okay, well, do you have a client by the name of Peter Ward? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, oh, well, you're going to want to talk to, you know. Miss so-and-so. Miss so-and-so. You need to sit over there and wait. And at first he wasn't, and she, you know, kept telling him, like, no, you need to, you know, go sit down. Yeah. And so, they really established that this is, like, a menstrual institution halfway house. Because right. Because the one guy keeps asking about the mail. Yeah, there's this one guy, like you said, that, and she keeps telling him over and over again, there's the no mail, mail for you. Right. Mail already came, and you got nothing, and he keeps asking about it. Yeah. So, like you said, it's there just to establish that mm-hmm. it's, you know... So he ends up because he sees the room number on the right. mailbox. So instead of going and sitting down like he was told, he sneaks he just up goes the stairs. Upstairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes to 308 and he meets a heavy set man. Right. Who he believes is Peter Ward. Right. But he before he meets him, he, noticed, he finds the picture yeah. from his house. Yep, and it's a picture of his wife and daughters. And so yep. this man comes in who like you said he assumes it's Peter Ward. He's like, mm-hmm. "Where wh- you know, where did you get this picture from?" And he's yelling at the guy. And this poor guy's like, I didn't do anything, Yeah, man. exactly. And he, he says something that he's like, I don't understand what you're saying to me. Right. When he's talking to yeah. Will. And it's like, he's not speaking Chinese. Dude. He's talking <laughs> yeah. English. What's the problem? I know, right? Maybe the British accent threw him off. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but then he kind of goes into, oh, well, Peter Ward moved out he's yeah. not here anymore and then he shows like his own papers and i don't remember the guy's name it was some kind of weird last name is like no see like this is this is my room now basically yeah his first name was like martin is what he says yeah that's you right know, i'm martin and um he shows him like discharge papers yeah that i guess peter ward had left behind right now he's freaking out because they don't know where he is right they know yeah. Peter Ward is dangerous. They know he used to live in this house. They don't know where he's at. Exactly. So Libby's very upset. Well, yeah. She doesn't, and she doesn't like the fact that he didn't really tell her most of what he found out. Right. Until he absolutely had to. Yeah. I'd be pissed too. <laughs> She's mad. She's like, did you know about this before we moved in? Like... Where is this guy? Where you know? She's just going over everything yeah. and she's mad. She's upset and she's scared. That's when we start... Seeing the strange car pull up. Mm-hmm. You see the headlights come through the window. Yep. And Will goes outside. Libby goes as far as the porch. Yeah. And he's telling her, like, no, stay in the house. Call the cops. Because somebody's trying to run Will over with this car. That's just it. Yeah, this whole car thing happens where, like you mm-hmm. said, like, the car keeps going, like, mm-hmm. quickly towards the house, towards him. 
And he's actually trying to outrun this car. Yeah. We believe that Libby's the one that calls the police and they arrive. Right. Police don't do anything. Yeah, no, they don't do shit. That's what got, that's that first inkling. I'm like, okay. Yeah. They're treating him like he's crazy. Yeah. I'll bet you he's Peter Ward. Yeah. That's where that first occurred to me. Right, right. Because the cops show up and they're like calming him down and they're, you know, um, they're not taking any report. They're not writing anything down. They're not chasing after this car that's gone around the block. Well, didn't Anne see something though, like outside the window? Like, I could have sworn that she had seen, like, the whole thing happen with the car. I think the car thing with the car happened, I'm pretty sure Anne is the one that called the cop. Yeah. Not, obviously, not the wife, which we'll get Who's, to. Yeah. <laughs> Who, at this point, I'm not even sure is real. Yeah. That's where this starts kind of right. setting in place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the she, cops don't do anything. Yeah. Libby is upset because she's like, he why aren't they back, helping us? Exactly. That's what kind of made me go, okay. Yeah, because the cop, okay. yeah, cops are not going to be like because they, they didn't even go up to talk to her. They acted like they right. didn't see her at all. They just didn't take focused a report, in on him. nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they drive off. Yep. So at this point, Will is he's freaked out. Yeah, he'd been pretty fairly calm and collected. You know, this is a problem. We can fix it. Right. Not anymore. Mm-mm. He goes to the hospital to ask around, and he finds out. Ann Patterson, the neighbor, had been to see right. Peter Ward while he was in the hospital. Right. At well, this point, he still doesn't know. Well, because yeah. he sees the video, and mm-hmm. you see Peter Ward. He's got this massive um, scar right. um, going because, on on his head. And he finds out from the doctor, well, his wife got, somehow got the gun, gun away from him, and, and she shot, shot him. Yeah, and he got hit in the head. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, so the entire time he was... Um, he was still running on the assumption. Yeah. Or the belief that Peter Ward was some other person. Right. The doctor goes through a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. To show that Peter Ward mm-hmm. is acting, yeah, crazy, Violently. violent. Yeah. And then, and the whole time, the one consistent thing is he's constantly saying he's got to find out who killed his wife and kids. Right. He never cops that he's done it. He never admits to anything. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, I got to find out who killed my family. Yeah. And then the cop, the doctor that he's talking to goes back to the first video where we had seen the scar and it turns out that Anne was there. The, the one before that. Oh, okay. Where, you know, you see the scar on his head. Well, then he turns to face the camera. And that's when the bomb drops. It's Will. Will Aitenton yep. is Peter Ward. Yeah. And you find out how he how he got his name of Will Aitenton. He used to, like, chew the Peter Ward off of every band the hospital mm-hmm. gave him. He didn't want to And if you look at guy. the band, it has... W I L L and then the number eight, the number ten. W one one L or something. Something like that. that. Basically, he took the numbers, his patient number, Number. his patient number, and he came up with Will eight and ten. Yeah, because sure enough, there was an eight, a ten, an eight, and a ten, eight, ten, ten. Yeah, exactly. So So he his his mind mind is blown. blown. He (sighs) is in complete denial. You know, I this didn't happen. I would never hurt my family. All of this stuff. And the doctor's like, dude, you still have the scar. Yeah. And sure enough, he feels. Mm-hmm. And yes, the scar is there. But then what he does, he's like, well, you know, let me call my wife. Yeah. So he calls, you know, Libby. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't go over very well. <laughs> well, there's no Libby. Yeah. You know, no one picks up the phone. It's like now that that hallucination is right. kind of shot. Yep. 
he's snapped out of it. He can't just snap right back in, but he's still in denial. Right. So he's like, here, talk to my wife. And he hands it off for the phone. It's a bluff. Yeah. Because at this point, he's positive that if he can't yeah. prove it, they're going to make him stay. Right. And the doctor's like, no, that's okay. Yeah. Basically. And then this is where he's walking through and you see the people that you thought were the co-workers. Mm-hmm. Wishing no, him well. And wishing him well. Off. They were all patients that are still there. They were there. patients. They were aides. They were yep. orderlies and doctors. And he's walking out and it's kind of hitting home. Like I said, he's it's shattered that, yeah. that reality that he'd had in his mind. Now he's back to what actual reality looks like. Exactly. And then that's just it. Now he shows up to the house and the house looks like shit. On the this is where you see this house has not been lived in in five, five years. years. Yep, it's broken down. Everything's covered in dust. The only spot of color were the flowers that were left on the porch. Right. So they're actually real. Yeah, those are real. But nothing else is real. Mm-hmm. So that kind of caught my attention initially because if they're a hallucination from five years ago, yeah, how are the flowers still real? Exactly. So that kind of made me go, okay. Yeah. So. He really looks at Libby and the girls are dead, and this is a hallucination. Mm-hmm. So then it's a really awkward family dinner with his hallucinations. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah. So he's he sits down and he actually starts, you know, interacting, ta- interacting, with yeah, them with the knowledge that they're not real. Right. She's like, "Daddy's got a fever. Girls, go play." And he's like, "No." Yeah. Oh, so, you're burning up. You know, you're yeah. you know. And then that's whenever they show him and he's upstairs supposedly having this fever. This fever dream. Dream. She keeps, like, kind of trying to push the girls and, like, keep things nice and calm in the hallucination. So that's kind of that voice of reason that Mm -hmm. he's got wrapped up in his head somewhere. Um, But you're right. He ends up upstairs. And the next thing you know, Libby's... the girls, you know, got your fever. fever. Yeah. And everybody, like, she's panicking. She's going between the two of them. She's demanding that he help her somehow. Right. And the girl, both of the girls are like, you know, I can't, you know, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. breathe. And the oldest one has. He was holding the oldest one. And then that's whenever he sees. She said, my throat hurts. Right. And And he pulled down her gown. And that's where she got hit with the bullet. Yep. And it went, like, out her shoulder, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Um, And then. He's. She, the, Libby is like, oh, the, you know, has the youngest daughter and is like, oh, it's, it's got to be like a fever blister. And then that's whenever he tells her, no, that's where she was shot. That's where she was shot. And she was the one that was shot through the back. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, there's a bullet hole. And then of course, both of the girls die. Die. Libby's panicking. She's complete. She now, instead of the reason she's become the voice of denial. Right. So, you know, that's not what happened. We're not dead. It's your fever talking. Mm-hmm. Why haven't you? Why didn't you help me say yeah, that? Like me. all kinds of stuff like that. And then, um, next thing you know, there's a knock on the door. Yep. Old man, well, older man is standing mm-hmm. on the porch, basically hands Will slash Peter this piece of paper, and he reads over it, and he's like, "This is my house." Yeah. And the guy's like, yes, but it's been condemned. It's not fit for habitation. Right. So they basically kick him out of his house. Yeah, and they start, you know, boarding up the door. They board Um, up the door. Basically, they're treating him like a squatter. Well, yeah. Um, And, and, let's see. At that point, Anne comes over 
or she's there. I don't know if she's the one that called the city and told, ratted him out or not. I think that's why he asked. I think yeah. he asked her that, though. And I don't remember if she gave him an answer. Yeah, I'm not sure. But he also asked, you know, was like, you know, I saw the video that, you know, you were there. Um, yeah. You know, whenever I was. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's his reaction. And she doesn't really have an answer for him. Mm-hmm. She still doesn't quite know what to say about him. Right. To him. And she ends up telling him where the family's buried. Yep. I don't think he went to the graveyard. He didn't. At all. He kind of hung around was, the neighborhood yeah. and then tried to get back into his house that night. I was expecting him to go to the graveyard. You know? I wasn't sure if he was going to go or not, to be honest with you. I mean, if it had been me, that's what I would have done. Well, he wasn't. Think about it. He wasn't no, there for the funerals. Oh, well, yeah. And the last place he was with his family was the house. Oh, that's so true. why would he go to the cemetery? Yeah, I guess. Um, but then he tries to go in the back door, and there's some strange dude with a flashlight held up over his shoulder, so. You can't see the strange guy's face. Right. But he's basically like, you know, you can't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. This place didn't fit for human, you know, it's condemned. You can't stay here. Right. And chases him off. So my first question is, who would leave a city worker at that house <laughs> until God knows what time at night? Yeah. it's pitch black outside. Exactly. It's probably like midnight yeah. or whatever. So that told me right there, he ain't working for the city. No. He's there for another reason. Yep. Um, he ends up going back to Anne and he asked where she was during the murder. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of information here that they don't act like is all that important, but it ends up being really important. Yeah. You find out she was at home. She was supposed to go out, but it was snowing. And her daughter was at her dad's. Yeah. So Chloe wasn't home. Anne was supposed to be there by herself. And she tells him because he asked her, um, do you think I did it? And she says no. Yeah, I don't think he did. Mm-mm. And she shows him, like, we were, you know, the three we of were us friends. were friends. Yeah, we were, like, best friends. Mm-hmm. And she shows him the picture of the three of them together. Yeah, and everybody looks happy. Yeah. And there's no, and this is what I thought was really interesting, there was no new establishment of a new romantic relationship. Yeah. The only romantic relationship in the movie is between... Will slash Peter and Libby. Yeah. So I thought that was done really well. I did too. Because at first I thought that it was going to come out that they had had like an affair or something like that. Right. That's what I thought. Right. Like a lifetime movie moment yeah. type moment. But exactly. they didn't do any of that. And then Chloe comes downstairs and she's like, dude, you smell. So, she, <laughs> <laughs> so her mom goes to like get him a bathroom yeah. and she lets him basically take a bath at their house. Right. While she's doing that... You find out Chloe, which it wouldn't have occurred to me, but if she was five years younger, she would be about the same age as... As the girls. As the girls. That's true. They were all friends. Right. She's the one that left the flowers. Yeah. And she's like, you really see them. Mom says you see them and you talk to them. He's like, yes. She said, tell them I miss them. Uh, I know. And that was like, oh, that's a punch to the heart. I know. (laughs) Um... And then that's where it occurred to me. It makes sense why we never saw anybody leave the house. That's true. No, yep. Will's the only one that, Will slash Peter's the only one that kind of comes Exactly. So he ends up, Anne gives him the card to a doctor that he used to talk to, mm-hmm. I guess. And so he went to her and was looking for Now, didn't the douchebag, well, didn't douchebag dad he show did. up? He did. Douchebag dad did show up. And basically, this is what he's going to try and use to get custody. Yeah. Because earlier in I the I heard movie, that Peter Ward was, you know, was is here. here. Yep. 
And what I forgot about, because I forgot to write it down. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, Jack got an email from, I guess, his lawyer. Right. He's been trying to take custody away from Anne. Yeah. He wants full custody the of whole Chloe. time. And I think it's got more to do with him having control issues oh, and yeah. not wanting to pay. Exactly. Then it does love for his kid. Exactly. Because he wants to win. Whatever yeah. the argument is, he wants to win. Because it. it's not like his daughter is in a bad situation no. with Anne. She's fine. Yeah. You know? Um, but Anne's the one that gives him a card. Because he shows up and he's like, Chloe, we're leaving now. Yeah. And at first, Anne is like, no, you know, it's not. You get her this weekend. You can right. pick her up on Friday. But Chloe's senses, it's like, you know, oh, shit, you know, things are going to go gonna down. He's going to really big It's fight. like, yeah. yeah, no, it's fine, Mom. I'll, you know. I'll go. I'll go. It's, you and know, she does, but be... she doesn't go with Dad. She no. takes off <laughs> yeah. running down the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I'd blame her. I don't either. I don't think I'd really want to be in the middle of all mm-hmm. that mess. Um, from there, uh, she leaves. And Will goes to see this doctor that used to treat him. Which did you notice? She was also in the in the beginning. She was of the, the last goodbyes. person he saw. Yeah, that said he said goodbye to at the beginning. Yep. And she asked him, "How's your novel?" And he's like, "There is no effing novel. novel." Yep. Like he, that's telling her right there, slam on the brakes. I'm back in reality, and my yeah. reality sucks, and I need answers. Yeah. He asked her, "Did I do it?" And she says, "Honestly, I don't know." Yeah. Which is an honest answer, yeah. but it doesn't really help him. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's begging him. He's like, why did you let me out? I think is what he said. Yeah. I think that's what he wanted to know. And she said, legally, I couldn't keep you anymore. Right. So it then became a situation of check yourself back in. Let me treat you. Let me help you. So I give that doctor props. She's yeah, not like she's an trying. evil doctor. No. She's coming from a place of help. He won't do it. Right. And I think because he knows if he checks himself in, he's never leaving. Yeah, that's true. Um, is he, Well, he's never leaving, and he's never going to see Libby and the girls again. Yeah. Is how it's going to break down. But right. um, he goes back to the house, and he falls back into what I thought was a hallucination. Mm-hmm. Turns out, nope. <laughs> it's not a crazy dude killed his family story. It's nope. a freaking ghost story at this point. Exactly. She jumps on his back. The house light... Because when he's there in reality, it's dark. Yeah. All dark all the time. And shitty looking. Yeah. Yeah. He walks back in. She jumps on his back. The house lights back up. And it's under the remodel. Yeah. It's still being kind of taken care of. And I don't know where the girls were. Oh, no. They they walked downstairs and he put them against the growth marks on the thing. And that's whenever he got... Basically, the girls to admit that I'm Beatrice. And yeah, Trish is Beatrice. Right. And Catherine was... was Katie. Ka- yeah. We used to call her Titi. Yeah. Was turned into Titi. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he kind of sends them off. And then he gets into Libby's face about how, you know, you died. What did I do? How did this happen? Exactly. He's trying to get the answers from the ghost. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that's what it is at this point. And she said something, because he said, you shot me. Yeah. She said, no, I shot the man who killed us. Right. And then I think he does show her the scar. Yeah. And then, of course, she freaks out. Of course she does. Yeah. No, uh, what she said, I shot the man who shot the girls is what she says. Yeah. And he's, you know, they're going back and forth, and it's starting to get heated. And then you see Anne get there. She knocks on the door, and she's basically, 
trying to tell Peter that he can't stay there. You need to leave. She wouldn't want this for you. Right. But the house has gone dark again. Mm Mm-hmm. This is what told me in this moment that it was a ghost because the house is dark. It's the rundown thing, but Libby's still standing behind Anne. Right. And she's watching all this happen, and that's where she's starting to realize what's going on. Yeah. Libby remembers how she died and what happened. Now, what I didn't... It didn't click with me until later... Mm-hmm. Earlier in the movie, this random delivery van drives through the neighborhood. Yeah. The guy driving the van turns out is the guy that was in the house because Libby goes through her flashback. I think it was the same guy. Wasn't there a scene on the train, too? And the guy was like sitting behind him on the train? I think so. Yeah. In the like the hallucination part yeah. where he wasn't yeah. quite with reality. Yeah. I think you're right. And yeah. I think that was. A, not so much the ghost story, a hallucination. Right. So on sub subconscious level, he, he, knew he knew who this guy was. Right. He just didn't remember. But she goes through her entire flashback. You yep. see her come out of her room. Dude's got the gun trained on the girls. Yep. Don't, you know, don't kill, don't kill the girls. Yeah. You know, girls. She's trying to like let him yeah. send them back to their room. They don't have to be part of this. Right. But they've seen his face. Yep. So there's really no hope of mm-hmm. him not hurting them. Right. Uh, Will comes home, and well, Peter. Yeah. Comes Peter home, comes home. Yeah. Startles the guy. He shoots the mom. Yep. The girls try to run away. He shoots, shoots the, girls, the girls. And Libby's basically on the floor, and she's dying. Yeah. And Will and the guy are fighting. Yeah, there's a scuffle, mm-hmm. and the gun ends up on the floor. Libby gets a hold of it, and she's trying to shoot the intruder. Right. She I... has really, really bad aim, and I give her the props because she's dying. Yeah, That's she's why dying. She has bad aim. <laughs> um, she ends up shooting Peter well, instead. Or yeah, Peter. Peter slash Will yeah, instead. Same thing. Um, and then he goes down. You see the blood coming down the side of his face. Right. Dude runs out. Mm-hmm. And that's the last you really see of that aspect of it. We flash back to the present where now the house is still dark and dreary and gross. Right. And she's still watching Anne trying to talk him out of mm-hmm. staying. Yep. Next thing you know, friggin' Jack shows up with his lackey, the hitman. Yeah. Who isn't that great of a hitman. <laughs> right. And you see, like, his flashback and you find out he set everything up. Right. And the lackey actually says he went to the wrong, wrong house. house. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> you killed four people, basically. Yeah. Because you knocked on the wrong door? I know, right? You couldn't take two seconds and make sure, like, you were in the right place? Like, did Jack not give the guy the address? The address, a picture of the lady, a yeah, general right? description? Exactly. Like, really? Exactly. So. Yeah. So we find out that the hit was actually supposed to be for Anne. Yeah. He wanted Anne dead because he wanted custody. Jack wanted custody. Yep. He wanted his house back. He wanted his money back. Right. And from there, they basically chloroform yeah. uh, Will slash Peter and Anne. Yep. And you've realized they're going to set it up because everyone thinks that Peter's Peter killed crazy. his family and he's crazy. Right. Well, they're going to set up that he killed Anne because yeah. he killed his family and he's crazy. Right. So they basically tie her up, like, in the basement. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, wait, are we mis... Okay, hold on. Libby's watching over everything. 
Well, yeah. Like ghost Libby, not hallucination Libby. But the hit, the hitman or whatever gets shot by Peter first. And then... Not by Peter. It wasn't? Mm-mm. Peter was unconscious. Jack shot him. That's what I meant. Because he was a baby killer. Yeah. 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 So Jack shoots the hitman. Like and leaves two him or up- three times. Yeah. And leaves him upstairs. Leaves yeah. him upstairs. Then takes, yeah, uh, Peter and uh, Anne downstairs. And like you said, he wants to make it look like Peter was the one who did it. Exactly. So he is tying up Anne. Ties up Anne. Libby's trying to wake Peter up. Right. She's yell- She's shouting. She's yelling at him, get up. You know, get up. Right. I can't remember what she calls him. Yeah, I don't remember yet. I think she was, at that point, was she calling him Will or was she calling him Peter? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember at that point. Yeah. I know she was shouting at him. Um, and he, the, Jack is spreading gasoline around. He's mm-hmm. just going to light the place up. Yeah. Because, you know, property values. He doesn't want to live next to a rundown <laughs> house after he killed his <laughs> wife in it. I mean, let's be real. Ex-wife, yeah. So, the house goes up. Right. Um... Peter wakes up, he basically frees Anne, mm-hmm. and they leave Jack in the basement, because there's a scuffle between the two, and right. he ends up, what, he knocked Jack out for a minute, or did he just yeah. knock the window? One way he or knocked, another, he managed yeah. to get the two of them out and upstairs. Right. And... He takes the gasoline and dumps it down the, the stairs. Lackey. Yeah, you find out he's yep. not dead yet. Yep. And he managed to crawl downstairs... I'm sorry, if I'm that dude, self-preservation says my ass is going outside. Yeah. I'm not coming back for revenge. <laughs> no. Okay? But he dumps all this gasoline down the stairs and they, there goes Jack, Jack and the lackey both go up yep. in flames. So, yeah. Basically, um, so, yeah, Will. And Jack shoots him again. <laughs> well, <laughs> might as well. <laughs> might as well, right? <laughs> One more time, just for good luck. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the house goes up after, mm-hmm. like, right after they get out of the house. Peter goes back in. He goes goes back in for Libby get, and the girls. Yeah, and the book also. The journal that he had hid. He had hid it under he one of the stairs. He had hidden the journal under one of the stairs, but he wasn't... Initially, he went upstairs for them. Yeah. He didn't even pause at the stairs. Yeah. And but he did get the journal, though. On the way out, yeah. Yeah. Um, they tell him, go. Yeah. You can't be here. You need to keep living. Right. Basically, I free you from mm-hmm. feeling like you have to be here for us. Type right. Thing. See, I was expecting a crossover scene, honestly. A crossover like, scene? Like where they were going to show the family crossing over somehow and like, I don't know. I think that with the house being burnt down, the, the crossover or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because they were tied to the house. No, that's the house true. ain't there. I guess they don't have to stay. True. Um. That's when, as he's walking downstairs, he mm-hmm. stops at the stairs, he gets his journal, and he didn't even hang out while the house is burning down. No. He just leaves. That's like the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally the end. Yeah, you see Anne just watching him kind of walk away into the moon Yeah, set, moonlight. <laughs> and he's not even stopping. No. So it's like, oh yeah, your ex-husband tried to kill both of us, you deal with it. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, bye. Tapping out. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> And then, That's of course, a, it fades to black. Yeah. And then the next scene you get is he wrote his novel. Mm-hmm. He wrote, it's called Dream, Dream House, House. And he basically and wrote about what happened. And it's the number one bestseller. Number one bestseller. Fade to black. Yeah. And scene. And scene. Fiend. Yes. 
I liked this movie. It was okay. I liked it. It's one that I don't know if I would reach for, but I know I wouldn't, like, ignore well, if it's on. I might click yeah, it on. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, once you know, like, the twist, it's, it's kind of... like the sixth sense. When the cat's yeah. out of the bag, the cat's yeah. out of the bag. Yep. You know, it's like the Saw movies. After the first one, everything else is just bored. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I like this movie a lot. Like I said, I if I had the option it was on sale, I'd buy it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, so, after I watched it, I got on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was actually kind of surprised. Oh, really? Rotten Tomatoes was 6%. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, the critics hated this movie. <laughs> and then the audience meter was a bit better. It was 36. It's still pretty shitty. It's still shitty. pretty bad. <laughs> what I was reading about, though, is that most of the people felt like it gave away all of his twists and turns in the trailer. And I think I actually do have a fact about that. Yeah. Well, part of the reason, you know, okay, so the director, uh, Jim Sheridan, fought with Morgan Creek's head, Jim Robinson, continuously on the set over the shape of the script and the production of the movie. After Sheridan reshot some scenes because they did not go down well with test audiences, uh, Morgan Creek took away the film from Sheridan's hands uh, to recut it themselves. As a result, they created the trailer, which many felt gave away too many of the movie's secrets. Which, as a result, probably accurate, yeah. Well, and as a result, Sheridan, Daniel Craig, and Rachel Wise uh, refused to promote the film to the press. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So I like a movie that everyone who made the movie hated. Yep. <laughs> so. I, I wonder, though, if they hated the movie or the trailer. I don't know, but like you were saying, though, the trailer apparently gave away a lot. And that's what pissed them off. I should have gone off. to YouTube and, like, looked up the trailer. Because right. Because I remember it, but it was so long ago. And this wasn't one that really hit my radar, because at the time, everybody was trying to M. Night Shyamalan their movie projects. Right. And I was like, oh, it's just another one. What else you got? Uh, Jim Sheridan initially filed a request with the Directors Guild of America to have his name removed from the credits. Oh, shit. (laughs) Due to the film being taken away and recut by Morgan uh, Creek Productions. I wonder if that's why there are so few people that actually saw and reviewed it. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, this is kind of cool. Rachel McAdams was originally cast as Libby. I'm glad they switched to Rachel. Yeah, Lewis. I am too. I mean, it's nothing <laughs> against her. Like, the parts she gets are mostly pretty right. good. But I'm, she's not an actress that I go, ooh, hey, her next project. Yeah. Rachel Weiss is. Right. I like a lot of her stuff. Um, and I've loved her since I saw The Mummy, which we saw together in the theaters when it came out. I know, right? And I thought this was kind of interesting. You know, so... During the shooting of this film, like you had said before, mm-hmm. so Daniel Craig and Rachel Wise uh, met, and this is and started an affair, which I don't think either of them were married. I don't I, know. Daniel Craig, it, I think, was divorced, although I don't know like what year he was divorced, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they were with other people. But anyway, so yeah. met and started in an affair in which their relationship was publicly announced several months later. They married in a discreet ceremony. And then it says, when asked about the movie, Craig said, the movie didn't turn out great, but I met my wife. Fair trade. That's a gentlemanly yeah, thing Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. So. And he's not like slamming the film. Right. It's just. The other thing too, when you're in a work environment that is as contentious as it sounds like this one yeah, was. Yeah, that's true too. You probably just don't want to have anything left to do with the project at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, the no promotion, the whole, I didn't right. really like it. It was probably more the environment 
yeah. than anything else. I mean, at least, like, they stood behind, like, their director, too. Both of them did. True. That's pretty neat. Yeah, that kind of mirrors what's going on with James Gunn and oh, the yeah. Marvel Universe right now. Yep. Like, he's, the cast is the reason that the Disney brought yep. him back. Yep. So that was really cool. Okay, so, of course, the bill. We have Daniel Craig, most mm-hmm. famous for, in the U.S. at least, for yeah. James Bond, which kicked off his career here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And then, of course, Naomi Watts, 87 projects under mm-hmm. her belt. King Kong, the remake, The Impossible, which yep. is one of my absolute favorite cry movies. I love nice. that movie. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, didn't cry during this film. Woohoo! Woohoo! I mean, I got a little teary. My mom cried. Did she really? <laughs> Nice. At the end, oh. when they're like, go, leave, yeah. live. She cried. I didn't cry. <laughs> Good for Good. you. Good for you. Um, Let's see. And then uh, Rachel Weisz, of course, she hit my radar, like I said, on oh, The yeah. Mummy. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. That was like, eh, probably like, what, 97, 98? Well, no, because we weren't friends yet. Oh, that's true. So probably 99, 2000. I think we already had the license because no one... Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Long enough to make me feel old. Yeah. Um, she's got, of course, 55 projects. She's done a lot of uh, the, what I call the prestige movies mm-hmm. that go up for, like, the Oscars and stuff. Yep. Um, haven't seen all of those, but a lot of her other projects yeah. I've really liked. She was the one really smart one in the Mummy franchise that yeah. said no to the third movie. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, let's see. Elias... Cotea's 89 Projects. He played um, the lackey, the hitman. His big one is he's in all of the Chicago, like Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med, all of those. Right. But see, where I remember him from was the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie where he played, oh, God, what the hell was his name? The hockey stick dude? Mm Mm-hmm. That was him. I thought that was the guy that played on SVU. No, it was him. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He just had hair. I mean, I've seen him. <laughs> he's almost, uh, before he hit the Chicago stuff, like a character actor. He's never really had, like, the main right pull, like, top-billed name or anything. But right. he's done a whole lot of work. So yeah. I recognize him when he pops up. I just didn't know who he was. Yep. Um, Martin Koskis uh, played Jack. 67 projects. Most of them, he's the bad guy. Because he just kind of has that He does. Look. He does have kind of yeah. a douchebaggy bad guy look. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, Taylor and Claire Green played the girls. And like you said, they're mm-hmm. siblings. Now, I went to Wikipedia. This movie had a $50 million budget. Okay. They only pulled 38.5. Oh, shit. So they didn't even break <laughs> even. The studio yeah. lost money on this one. Yeah. And it's probably because of all the, the headbutting behind right. the scenes. And the not promoting it. Yeah. Um, and you know me and Google. Yeah. I looked up, I was trying to find out how long you could hold someone on an involuntary hold who's not competent for trial. Okay. But accused of a crime. Right. Turns out you kind of can't. Really? As long as someone is not a danger to themselves or others, they cannot be involuntarily committed. Hmm. And if they are released, you still have to have evidence to move forward for a prosecution. Oh, So even if he's crazy and you think and you know he did it, Mm -hmm. you can't prosecute somebody unless they are found competent for trial. Huh. Here's my thing. And this is kind of the flub in the movie that I didn't really like. (laughs) Okay. 
Peter Ward slash Will 81010 as a patient was throwing crap. Exactly. He was screaming at people. He was attacking people. And you want to tell me you had to release him? Exactly. No. Right. That's a danger to himself and someone else. Because the first doctor he talked to, the guy in the, the, like, hospital clinic jail, like, the mental prison ward, was like, you're a danger to yourself and others. Then why are you letting him walk out? (laughs) He needs to be involuntarily committed again. Exactly. So I didn't quite buy into that whole thing once I looked at it. That's just it. If they would have left out the parts where he was acting violent, it would have been a lot more believable that he was let out. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you dude is throwing a table mm-hmm. after the neighbor lady came for a visit. Exactly. And, well, we don't have any evidence, and he's been here a while. Bye. No, yeah. that's not how that's supposed to work. <laughs> Good God. Right. <sighs> All right. But that was what I Googled. That's the only thing I could really find. Yeah. So. All right. Well, so how many, uh, what do we want to use for this? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to use? Do you want to use uh, ghost children, bullet holes? Identities. <laughs> we could do, I guess, identities. You want to do identities? Um, how many <laughs> hospital bracelets do we want to oh, give? Oh God! <laughs> like I said, I'll give it. I'll give it a two. About a two? Yeah. I can give it like a two and a half or a three. Yeah. Simply because, you know, it kept my interest. Right. It was a slow burn, but I have a good attention span, so it kept my interest and it made things. <laughs> Interesting. It wasn't your typical twist movie. Yeah. Alrighty. So, anything else to add? Nope. Um, let's see. What movie are we doing next? From Paris with Love. We're hitting up Mr. Travolta again. Nice. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, that's been the breakdown of Dreamhouse. Yep. I'm Laura. And I'm Nikki. Alright, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.